I'm working on a Wednesday, then up again the next day. So and so is popping, man. I skip him like your leg day. Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Millennial Mindset. I'm excited to be back here with you guys, sharing the fucking mic with my brother from another mother, Rigo. Yo, what's popping, millennials? So we are back, like Rico says, with another episode of Inside the Millennial Mindset. And just like every single episode, we're excited. Of course, man. And today we have someone special, bro. Someone that I can share a lot with. I know what it's like to be behind the camera as well as in front of the camera. But I know what it's like to go through that creative feel. I know there's going to be a lot of things that we're going we're gonna to relate on. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to let you do the introducing, bro. Yo, so today we have Mr. Al Diaz over here, one of the premier videographers down in Ventura County. And, bro, how are you, man? Hey, I'm good. I'm really glad to be here. Thank you, guys. I just met you guys, but uh, it's great. Yeah, actually, I just I want to backtrack. I actually met Al about oh. a year and a half ago, but I met him in, uh, it was the Latino Business Expo. It was very brief. You it was there? A, yeah, yeah was he there. was there. But oh, I, met him for, I met him for like a, a quick minute. It was like, what, like 30 seconds? If that, yeah. I was like, hey, man, my name is Rigo. Hey, if my name's Al. Got it. And I had a camera in my hand, so I really, <laughs> ah, I like who were you my, filming my for? attention. Uh, it was just for Mar Marisol. I know you guys. It was know Marisol, me. yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For Dot, right? Yeah, for she their... was interviewed in the podcast yeah. as well. It was just, okay, yeah, I was just there for fun. I was there for like an hour. I mean, she's a great friend. One of like my first friends since Good I moved people. to California. Yeah, great. Yeah, she's great. Her and her family. So, um, so yeah, I was just there for an hour, and mm -hmm. then you know we met. Good we shit, bro. Good shit. So, well, I'm glad you were at the Latino Business Expo. I've been working at those for. Uh, I want to say maybe the last five years, five six years. Um, I was working for a big bank back in the day i'm no longer at that big bank obviously i'm here at my office right but um i was working at a big bank for a while so i was doing them and i think they're great not just because you know it's it's a you know it emphasizes the latino business and the latino community but also because you get to meet a lot of cool people in that uh in, in events like that and one of the cool things that i think you were doing was you know filming it and capturing it which is i think one of the one of the areas of opportunity that a lot of people have now with mentioning that i know that you do video right you you're a content creator for brands uh, for people, you you develop video content for them, right? Correct. Yeah. And you also found out today and confirmed that you race those uh the, the racing drones. Like you're into that, right? Uh yeah. yeah. Okay. Like yeah. yeah. It's kind of known as FPV drones. First FPV. First, yeah. First, first person, person view. view. Got it. Drones, got it. Yeah. Which I think is pretty badass. I've tried to fly a drone myself. I've crashed three drones myself. Yeah. I'm not. I'm yeah. just. I'm just gonna keep my twelve hundred bucks. I'm and my. Gonna, I'm not gonna buy another Mavic Pro. Yeah. I'm not trying to do that. Cause yeah, no good experiences for me, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a job in its own to fly those things. I think it's pretty cool, bro. But, um, I want to, I want to get to know a little bit about what got you into that, like content creation, that like video, um, like, like what, what sparked your idea? What made you want to pick up a camera? Well, like the, the spark notes version of yeah. it. Um, I've always been really open-minded at trying different hobbies. Okay. Um, I've done a, almost a little bit of everything uh, with work, with just like uh, just everything in, right. in general. Uh, but in a nutshell, I had a uh, ex-girlfriend. Okay. And she got me a uh, a camera like 2017 or 2016. Okay. For for Christmas. Okay. So I mean, as a gift, I just automatically picked it up, and I was determined. I was like, it's a T6i. So uh, if, if, oh, if anybody, which, if anybody they're not bad. I mean, they're a beginner, they're, but that's a, that's a starter. Yeah, camera. that's a starter camera. It's not bad though. You can yeah. do some cool things. Honestly, on. like I, now the iPhones are better than a than a Canon uh, probably T6i. Yeah. But as as a gift, like I was determined. I was like, okay, this is it's like a five hundred dollar camera. So I was just determined to just learn everything of it. 
Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, so I picked it up. I started, you know, I was really annoying. Every time we would go somewhere, I would just, I would just take that the camera and just play around with it. Yeah. Uh, picture after pictures, and then I found out like I tried it, and you know, I'm not. I wouldn't ever say I'm a photographer. Right. Uh, I don't find um, photography that entertaining. Okay. Um, but I started just switched it into the video mode. Okay. And yeah, immediately I was like, "This is this is something. This is my thing. This is this is nice. I like it. Good I, stuff. I, I could keep on learning this. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've been doing it for for three years. I okay. would I would honestly say like the last two years, I've been consistently like almost daily trying to learn or practice something. Well, my man, I've seen your work and some of your transitions. I mean, I have a lot of respect for the people behind the camera. Um, I think a lot of times we're not we're not really appreciated as much as we should be appreciated because I think the person behind the camera is really uh, the one that makes the magic happen for a lot of, uh, a lot of things. Um, you're able to put that emotion in, you're able to, to, to put that right in, in the correct um, uh, composition in order to make something look right. You know, making sure that you're in frame, making sure all these things are, are looking good. And not only that, bro, but there's two roles that are played by somebody with a camera, I think. And, and it's also the editing side, which I assume that you do your editing, right? Yeah, that's my yeah. favorite part. Yeah. Um, that's that's always, probably the part that I fucking hate. No, like, that's my favorite part. Ah, I, it's because, it's and I'm sure you can, you can feel this with me, bro, but finding the right damn song. It's like, oh, oh yeah, I got, dude, there's times there's, where there's I, so many memes on that. They're, oh, right? my and, dude, it, it's, it's, there's times where I'm sitting there at my desk and I'm like, I like this song, but I like this song. And then, Sometimes what I do that's helped me kind of get over that hurdle is I'm like, okay, this is the song I want, and this is what I'm going to shoot, and I'm going to play it in my head while I'm shooting the video. Yeah. And this is the song I want. So sometimes I'll listen to like, I don't know, I'll jump on SoundCloud or YouTube, non-copyright music, whatever it is, and I'll look for something, and I'm like, okay, I like this song. I'm going to yeah. just play it in my head, and then we're going to figure out how the video is going to look because, yeah, that's the tough part, bro. It's, it's uh, creating content when it comes to video, photography, yeah. anything like that. I think it's tough, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's uh. It's a job in itself. And now let me ask you, this is something very few people will understand unless they're in the video creative scene, but why do you prefer the editing over the actual, you know, like shooting the camera? Uh, well, for most of my, for most of my gigs, the, the stuff that I shoot, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's like very last minute. Mm -hmm. I, um, everything's kind of like low budget. Mm -hmm. um, and as, as much as I try to, to, you know, to plan it, to storyboard it, mm -hmm. um, the reality is that, uh, something like the something's always going to go wrong right mm -hmm. nothing's ever going to go perfect yep but where i feel like you do have that flexibility is in post-production mm -hmm. yeah like you know, at that time you know you you got all the footage okay you can't, mm -hmm. you can't reshoot so at, at that point it's like you have all the time um i mean you might have a deadline of course on when you have to finish a project mm -hmm. but at that point you know you have all night all day to just work on that post-production yeah my, my friends kind of joke around like i like being the guy in the chair yeah it's just just editing away and yeah there's just so much flexibility on what you could do and it, since you're familiar with the camera if, if something does go go wrong like maybe you know this shot didn't come out right there's always like a band-aid there's a way that you can fix it yeah and i think that's kind of like where i would maybe excel or that's 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 the part that i enjoy the most really yeah that's one thing that i i do have to say and, and although i might not enjoy um actually editing the, the content um as much as i enjoy shooting it I will say that I've been able to save videos like salvage videos that I thought were like, oh, this is going to be crap. And then I'm like, boom, oh, shoot, I just came up with an idea. Let me let me put this together in this way. And Oh, look, this transition blocks it out. We're yeah. fine. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. I have to agree with you on that. You are kind of like the uh, I guess the Picasso sitting behind the chair or sitting on yeah. the chair and when you're editing. And especially like uh, 
during during this COVID period, during this mm -hmm. pandemic. Mm -hmm. What uh, I feel like just my editing's kind of been tested a little bit more, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, post production wise, is because I've I wanted to look for more work. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've been hitting up some of my retainer clients, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I'm impressed, and and they've they've liked the work that I've done, uh, because I've been able to take old material mm -hmm. that we filmed maybe like a year ago or six mm -hmm. months ago, yeah, and you can take that material and you can create something completely brand new. Yep. Make it seem like if it was actually edited and shot for the specific uh you know kind of phase that we're going through. The, yeah. the from COVID. like COVID. From like a minute uh, I've noticed man from one minute of video you can probably create maybe like 10 to 15 pieces of content if not more. But that's yeah. a skill man and that's yeah. and then that's actually one of the reasons why I reached out to you and I wanted to get you on the podcast because I've been following you for about a year and a half now, right? And you kind of said it earlier right now, you've worked on some low budget and obviously some higher budget as well. But what I really like about your work is the fact that regardless of the budget, you find a very creative way to twist that content. And let me tell you what I mean by this. For example, you do one of the things that I really admire that you do is product product videography. Oh, yeah. You grab product yeah, videography and you give you give the product a personality. For example, uh, I'm just going to point that out because this is one I think the one of the ones that I saw that several of my friends reposted uh create sounds is that yeah. the name of the company right yeah those are good guys mm -hmm. there yeah you you shot several different videos in order to promote that brand and you shot it you know for fitness clients for uh dancers you used the different people from different kind of um industries that to come in and utilize you you utilize your creativity in order to give, give the product and the video uh personality yep. and it, it was it was beautiful man it, i tend to not because I also come from the video side, but more so from the editing side. I tend to um, not watch videos all the way through because I tend to get bored by the message they <laughs> create. But yours, Same here. they didn't, yours, regardless of the music, you the transitions that you used and the approach that you created captivated me throughout the whole video. And I had to watch it yeah. several times, which is what um, kind of um, not, not pushed me. Yeah, pushed me to message you about a year and a half ago because I was, it was like 12 it was like midnight and I was going through the videos, right? I was going through your videos and I was like, whoa, this is cool. Then I went to another video. I was like, whoa, this is cool. Then I went to another one. I was like, yo, this is cool. Which is why I messaged you on about a year and a half ago. I said, yo, your work is cool. And I wanted to keep up with you to see how your work transitioned and evolved throughout, you know, uh, my time of following you and just kept getting better and better and better. You started working with, you know, pretty uh, bigger clients, different names, and just your creativity started getting better. You recently released one, uh, this is probably just a fun video that you did uh, re in yeah. regards to stocks, right? With the one with a, uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, one yeah. where you're investing in Amazon, Apple, Microsoft. Dude, Dude yeah. that video was sick. It was captivating. It was just, it was, it was a creative twist on a one shot. It was probably a one shot drone shot. Yeah, it was super captivating, bro. And honestly, it was, it was very well done. So, regardless of the budget that I've that that you just mentioned, you work with, you're able to create some phenomenal videos. It's different. It's not something that i've seen that i see very commonly with in regards to product videos so do you get inspiration from other companies or other people or is this something that you kind of just manifest yourself uh no for sure i mean like i'm a big believer that like you know being like a hundred percent original mm -hmm. is is difficult or impossible now mm -hmm. like in the, the age that we live in so i mean yeah i draw a lot of inspiration from 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 a lot of big guys but i think i always just put my own twist where you know you see a piece of work and you uh you, you try to think like well how can i just kind of like twist it mm -hmm. or what, what, what could i do a little bit differently to just impact you know what we're going through 
or what the world's going through or what you're personally going through. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was like that was a funsy video that I that I made. Uh, of course, you know, like the the economy wasn't going through the the best time around March, and I was just taking some online classes and uh, and I wanted to apply what I learned. So I simply just took a, t- a drone and just flew it, and yeah, and I created that little that little video. Yeah, I just had a look at it, man. That it's it's pretty cool. And one thing that I I noticed about your your content right now that I'm looking at your colors, bro. Your color grading is really badass, and that's one thing that yeah. I think it doesn't get uh it doesn't get credit <laughs> as much as it should, bro. Um, again, I pay attention to those small things, the small details, because well, I'm I'm on the I'm I'm in the chair as much as I'm behind the camera as I am in front of the camera. So I understand the creative process. Uh, something that I really enjoy about your content is the uh, your transitions will always have what I like to say a call to attention, right? A call to action. Well, not an, a call to action. I guess uh, reemphasizing the attention back into the video, which I like because it's like there's a swoosh, there's a sound in between each each transition. There's you understand that that humans we are now competing with goldfish for attention, yeah. right? And that's something that I think a lot of people don't understand, especially people that are getting into the content creation world they don't understand that we humans now need consistent boom 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 shit needs to be quick 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 we're so used to immediate you know instant gratification because of our phones that we need consistent uh like call to attention things things that are gonna like oh oh ah oh what's that oh especially with a 30 second video to a minute video for instagram it has to be clear concise and to the point mm-hmm. and um i think that's cool bro like that you've been able to master that in three years um, that's really cool because you you also have mastered something that's very hard for us con- content creators, bro. And that's telling a story through a video without words. Yeah, that's and that's what that's something that I mean I'm working on. I think that's yeah. the hardest part. Yeah, no, I think Maybe. I think so too, bro. And not not getting lost in the sauce with too much effect, with too because it gets exciting, bro. Like yeah, when you're behind the chair and you're like editing, you're like, oh, this looks badass. This looks yeah. cool. But then you're like, wait, wait, hold on, let's take a step back. What's the point of this video? Yeah. And that's I'm. Um, looking looking at your content i'm like okay this guy gets it like you're, you're getting there you get it and i'm not gonna say that i'm the best in the world because i'm not i fuck dude you're better than i am at this no, you know what I mean? you, you got a lot of really cool stuff bro um but i will say that i think that's one thing that you're doing amazingly and that's really cool and again that goes to show that um or that's proof that you know your clients you're building the clientele that you are working with the bigger names and and, and fuck you're still working a nine to five so that's, i respect that, that that's bro. probably the hardest part yeah yeah trying to balance the two so with mm-hmm. with one of the main things that we emphasize in this podcast is obviously we know that being a millennial comes with a stigma. Mm-hmm. People think we're lazy. People think we're entitled. People think that things we want things given to us. People think that no, we don't interview those millennials. I think for any generation, I don't care. I don't care how old you are, but there's that type of people in any generation. Um, but I think you're a, you're a great example of what we like to call here the millennial hustle. What does that mean? You have your nine to five, but you also have your passion, mm-hmm. right? And it seems to us like your passion is really this content creation. It's being behind the camera. It's editing the video. It's the F, uh, what is it? FPV. FPV. Yeah, yeah. It's that FPV stuff, which I saw another video, your color grading on fucking point. I see Peter McKinnon in that. You know what I mean? Uh, I see some uh, yes, yeah. Peter McKinnon colors in see, there. Like there's someone you could draw inspiration from. I think everybody yeah. can almost, yeah. Oh, from that yeah. guy, dude. Yeah. yeah, no, of course. He's freaking amazing. I have some of his presets and some of his like, I've uh, I, I've seen some of his stuff online, and I you know I take a lot of stuff from that guy, and then from also from uh, uh, not only Peter McKinnon but that other the guy that used to work with Peter McKinnon. They had an office together. Oh, Maddie. Yeah. Uh, Maddie something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they had an office together, and uh, anyway, I, I draw inspiration from those two guys. But I see the color grading. I love the color grading. So I think that's uh, I think that's beautiful. Where I was going with this is I got sidetracked, but where I was going with this is that 
you have that millennial hustle in you, bro. And that's something that I, I respect because I know what it's like to be on both sides. And um, I see that you're, you're making it look flawless, bro. So fucking kudos to you, bro. How do you do it? Uh, one, I think it's truly important to find your passion. Um, I don't want to kind of get off topic, but I think a lot of times people, they can find something that they, they really enjoy. And I th like, like we started this interview, I've done plenty of things that I've enjoyed. Um, you know, like anything in terms of sports, hobbies, but there's a big difference from what I enjoyed and what I loved to what you're completely passionate about. Ooh. Um, okay. So I always recommend people because I know even in Ventura County, uh, Ventura County has been really good to me. Right. Where I've met a lot of good, uh, genuine people. Mm -hmm. And I always, I, I just, it's my opinion. Could be completely wrong. Mm -hmm. um, but I, a lot of p times people get excited that they found something that they like. And I was like, great. It's great that you found something that you like, but you mm -hmm. should always keep an open mind because right. that, that one thing that you like can evolve into something else. So, so that's, that's kind of like in, in my case. Right. Um, something that keeps me going is that till this day, I know it's only been three years, but three years is still a pretty good amount of time of course. where it still feels like day one. Yeah. Um, I still, I still love it. Uh, yeah. So like, you know, finishing my, my nine to five job, my nine to five, uh, and then just going, you know, just taking a break, mm -hmm. working out and then going to, to edit. Uh, it's not hard. Mm -hmm. I, I look forward to it. That's kind of like your, I can assume that's kind of like your treat the day like that's like oh that i want to do this yeah so that's really cool that you see it that way bro that shows that you're passionate about it and yeah. i i think that's beautiful bro like you said you have to find what you you know there's might be things that you're passionate about like it's sports or whatever it is but you found something that you're just completely in, lo in love with and i think that you hit it you hit the nail on the head um a lot of times we want to get into something we because we think it's cool but we're not 100 percent committed to it and like yeah. i'm telling you straight up bro i like content creation but I dislike editing so much. Like, I have, bro, I have so many videos. Like, mm -hmm. I, I have blogs from two uh, years ago that I haven't posted, yeah. bro, because I just, I look at it and I'm like, dude, that's an hour of fucking content right there. <laughs> that's going to be a 30-minute vlog. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck you, vlog. I'm not going to post it. But um, it, I think it's, it, just, it just goes to show you found something that you're completely in love with now. Hey, Talk. But Hey, but check this. I actually, I wanted to, uh, before we jump off to another, on, onto another topic, I actually want to touch back just on this quick topic right now because mm -hmm. you do work a nine to five and you're also a master at the craft that you are right now. I don't know if you would consider yourself a master because masters never consider no. themselves masters. No, <laughs> never. But you're really One good at what you do. One of the best in the area, though. Yeah, you're really good at what yeah, you do. Yeah. And the question is, but you still work a nine to five. Yeah. There's a taboo right now that entrepreneurs yeah. and people that are trying to start their hustle or want to really excel in their hustle, they're like, okay, hey, you know what? Uh, quit your job, jump full force, no. jump full force, just hustle don't it out. It. You're going to do great. If don't you really that. have a passion about it, why don't, don't you just do quit no. and go forward? Why, why haven't you done that, man? Because you're, you're obviously really good at what you do. You have retainer yeah. clients, and your work is obviously sought out, man. People are looking. People are looking. Like you, from the people that you've worked with that I know, people are looking for work like yours. Why haven't you made that jump yet? Uh, well, to kind of backtrack a little bit, I should disclose, I, I can't just say yes or no. I don't mm -hmm. think it's like a, uh, like a black and or white issue in mm -hmm. terms of that. But I, the main thing is, first of all, where I work, mm -hmm. um, it's very flexible. Mm -hmm. I've been there for six years. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I can't go anywhere in terms of like right now, mm -hmm. but I don't agree with just like quitting your nine to five. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but for me personally is because I'm thinking long-term, mm -hmm. um, right now. 
uh, like content creation, videography, it's a skill set. Right. Um, I always tell this to my, um, to my friends that kind of ask me about like, hey, how much do you charge? And my main right. thing is my number one priority is always going to be to keep on learning. Mm-hmm. Like right. I, I should, I, I'm always a student. So I never want to bombard myself with so much work where all I'm doing is just working for money. Mm. Um, so oh. I, I don't want my side hustle to be just working for money. I'm focused on trying to develop my craft. Mm-hmm. Ooh. See, man, that, that's something really important that I wanted yeah. to bring up because especially in our community, millennial mindset, where we have a community of hustlers. We've interviewed hustlers. Yeah. You're another hustler that I want, I'm, I want to touch on a little bit later. But one of the biggest things is quit your job, jump in your hustle. But I, I disagree with that as well because like you just said right now, you've been with this company for a while. You obviously have good benefits for that company, not just in terms of benefits that you're getting, but it benefits you in your current life. And you're able to supplement yeah. that income in order to also maybe push it in your hustle right now while you're developing those skills beyond your current skill set, which is already phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to get your perspective on that because I've heard both school of thoughts and it's always interesting to see what other people who are in that same situation, what, what their perspective on it is. So I, w- I want to add on, on that. Um, there's this thing that I read in a book. I think it's called, I could be completely wrong. Um, I think it's called like the, the palacy theory. Mm-hmm. What it is is essentially that if you give yourself X amount of time, then you'll get whatever is on your to-do list completed oh. versus if you don't give yourself that amount of time, um, then you'll just, you'll just drag on that to-do list. So the, well, the reason why I brought that up is because there's been times when I had to work on a, on a bigger on a bigger project and I've asked for like two weeks off from mm-hmm. work. Um, and what ends up happening is that if you just give yourself so much time, the reality is that you don't really, you're, you're going to find ways to just kind of slack off. So I, I really believe that if, if your side hustle is a passion, then you're still going to be able to put great amount of hours. I, I, I work about, I mean, I, I can't even use the word work, mm-hmm. but I guess I would put, I still put 16 to 20 hours a week on, on my side hustle. Mm-hmm. So it's it's still a good amount of time that what am I going to do? Quit my nine to five and, and put 67, 60 hours. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think you, um, um, I think you found a good balance, bro. And, and I agree with you on the, uh, you can't just like drop your nine to five. Um, it's very difficult to do that in order to be able to get to a point where you're, I guess, just focusing all your energy on, on your passion because, I think there's a very big difference between what we do for a living versus what we do for a passion. And when our passion turns into our moneymaker, it's no longer as fun. And I'll tell you that because I've, I've made content for companies and I've done those things and I've helped people develop brands and, but I can't say I've enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I'm good at it and I can do it, but I've never enjoyed it because I don't want to feel like, Oh, I have to make a video this specific style for them to be, no, I want creative freedom. So I agree with you when it when it comes to not only doing commissioned work, also doing stuff just because you want to develop your skills, just because you want to do it for fun and just because you want you know you enjoy it. So I think that it's uh it's beautiful that you've found a middle ground where you're putting enough work in to where it's bringing in some money for you, but you're also enjoying it. And I think that that's um shoot, where I can say I made a mistake at one point where I was Obviously, I, I do mortgage loans for a living. I, this is my office and, you know, this is what, what I do here. But I started focusing a little more because mortgage loans became so like 
it's kind of like oh throw it in the in the conveyor belt and you know this is this is how it works and just take the application boom send it to my processors then it's get gets taken care of i don't see it for the you know until 30 days later when we're going to close um but i started focusing more energy on my on my i guess side hustle which was creating content doing that and when i started getting commissioned to do things i was like well this isn't as fun because now i have to mm -hmm. do this it's like before i was doing it for fun to learn my skill to develop the skill and i stopped it was all 100% just for commission that now it was no longer fun it was like it was like ah oh, shit i i'm not enjoying it as much so yeah. i think you found a great a great middle ground and also what what you say about the uh, 9 to 5 bro it's true like we still have to pay bills and you know sometimes our passion isn't bringing in that kind of money and sometimes we we don't have that luxury and again it goes back to looking at our passion as a job rather than looking at it as you know a passion is kind of our de-stressor because i think i don't know if it's for you but for me video content and all that stuff it's kind of like to get my mind off of other shit mm -hmm. so if it's now your stress i think it becomes less fun to produce the videos and the content and all that stuff so i think it's great that you found a middle ground bro and check this out man uh, the reason i i'm not i'm not you said it was the pol the fallacy policy yeah, I could be. I could be wrong. On okay. That, but. Well, that policy, man. The reason it actually makes a lot of sense because you said you that you're dedicating minimum sixteen hours a week to your pa passion, right? And yet, I've seen that you've worked with influencers of different calibers, right? A lot of the local influencers from here. But if I'm not mistaken, you've also worked with influencers that have over five hundred thousand followers on Instagram, right? If Probably. I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. I was I was scrolling through yeah. it. I saw it, man. I saw it happening, dude. And I also saw a while ago that you were working with some people as well. Um. And the fact of the matter is that you were able to do that with the time that you had allocated to it. So my question is, dude, is um, you've obviously worked with a lot of different influencers and you yourself said you're more of a reserved guy. Is it something that you're finding an easy transition to be able to reach out with these people? Because it looks like they're just coming by the loads. How do you go about reaching out to these people? Um, so that's something that I probably should try to improve on because I don't really... Uh... <laughs> I don't really reach out to people. They reach out to you? They, um, I've been fortunate where they, really? they've, reached, they've reached out to me, yeah. Really? So yeah. these influencers are reaching out to you because that usually doesn't happen, man. So you're obviously doing something right. Probably just the basics. I think people just try to make it confusing. I mean, just try to be a good person, communicate well, you know, yep. respect who you're working with. and I mean, Have some badass work. I mean, of course, always, you know, just try to match your work. But I think like some people, sometimes people forget about just the, the easy things. Be a good human. Say what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come through, come yeah. through with what you said you're gonna do. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you 100, percent bro. But uh, also, I'll be honest. Also, it has to do a lot with how your work looks. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you, if you got dope content, and you know, we see, and like I see that you post, you actually post. There's a lot of people that create content they don't post because again, because it's commissioned work, and it's oh, like, yeah. but you actually work on stuff that you can post and sh you know share with people. And yeah, that. I've been doing that less though. Like I, you, I've, I've been wor I've been working more than ever. Yeah, and I'm posting less now. Mm -hmm. Okay, well it's you should continue man. posting, bro. Continue <laughs> posting. Yeah, <laughs> no. I like your content, man. Yeah, no real talk. Yeah. I like your content. Thank so you. continue posting, bro. Continue doing that. Share with us. Share with us. But I'm gonna stop this real quick because we now have a word from our sponsors. At this time, I'd like to take a moment to shout out our episode sponsors, Stock Strategies. If you're curious or interested in learning a little bit more about options trading. Make sure that you follow them on Instagram. Their handle is at Stock Strategies. Here you'll be able to find some of the courses that they offer, like learning how to trade options from point A to point Z, how to analyze charts, and they also have a great Discord chat where they offer you some information like callouts and watch lists for some of the stock that they're trading. Be sure to check them out on Instagram. And we're back. We're back, guys. So as we were mentioning, bro, um, it's really cool how you're doing all that. Now, 
now knowing that obviously you have your nine to five, you also have your side hustle, which is your passion, creating content. What do you do for fun? Uh, definitely like my passion is a big part of my part of your uh, fun, part of my entertainment fun. Um, I would say the, uh, that the drones that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. That looks crazy. That, that, that honestly hasn't brought me any money. It, okay. <laughs> that, that hasn't brought me yet, yeah, dude, but your skills yeah. are phenomenal with a drone. Yeah. yeah. But, um, if I could probably go back in time, would I, ha- would I try to learn how to fly those racing drones? Probably not. Honestly, it's so, ex- it's so expensive, but that a lot of time goes into that. And how I many have you broken? Oh, well, I mean, it's like every other day when I first started, <laughs> I was, I was the, breaking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then I want, I want you to be straight yeah. up with us, bro. Like, how much did you spend on your first drone before you? Well, broke so it? the good thing about those is that you build those drones. Yeah. So not just the money thing; it's just the time that you're investing and in how to how to build one, how to yeah. solder. I never knew how to solder one. Um, so it's just more of the time I spent yeah. weekends just trying to learn how to do. Trying that. to learn how to do it. So it was more like a sweat equity. It was more sweat like sweat equity, and then yeah. once you have it built, uh, like my first one, I I flew and. The, 20 seconds and it crashed Son of my God. and then it's like well, 20 re- seconds like just 20 <laughs> seconds in the air and i just crashed it and then the next weekend i was like well i gotta spend five or six hours <laughs> fixing this thing yeah yeah so i Damn, yeah. you work like three weeks to dude. break it in 20 seconds dude. holy dude. shit dude yeah. oh i feel it yeah i um when i was doing video work i went to one of uh, i was doing um some shoots for a real estate agent right and that guy the guy was also a professional fpv fpv driver right fpv drone FPV drone F- fpv drone um pilot pilot and I saw this like super cool looking drone, but it didn't have any of the things my uh, my Phantom had back then. It was I think the Phantom Four was had barely come out. His was it was pretty big, but it it just looked like it was like bare bones, like down to like just a skeleton, and it had like a nice little okay. camera. Yeah. I asked him how much it was. He said it was like six thousand dollars. What this, the? Does that sound about right? Uh, no, it's insane. I don't I don't know what he had to be honest. I it was it was it was a beautiful drone, but yeah. he said it went like 60, 70, 80 miles per hour. Yeah, well, that's that's the racing. That's insane, drones. bro. The Mine goes drones. like. Eight miles per hour, nine miles per hour. Yeah, no, but the, the yeah, battery. My life. only drone is my phone, bro. <laughs> <laughs> or get a selfie stick. Throw, get a selfie fucking stick. Put, put, press record and throw it. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, man, but, but but check it. Oh, go ahead. No, I mean going back to that. I mean besides you know work or my side yeah. hustle, uh, I've just you know fitness, sports, uh, traveling. I, I try to do that as much as I can. Okay. It's cool. hard these days. Well, it looks like you were snowboarding. I saw a picture of you snowboarding. Fuck, me and snowboarding do not get along. Fucked up my ankle last time I tried doing it. Well, first time I tried yeah. doing it. Oh, well, if it's your first time, then. Yeah, yeah I was horrible, dude. Yeah, no, he, he sucks. Dude, stop. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> he sent, he sent me a video. And I had his... one beer, dude. One beer and then a second beer. And, and a really big swollen ankle. Yeah, swollen ass yeah, fucking yeah, ankle. ankle. Dude, sprained ankle. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm sure the second or third time you'll you'll get better. Well, off, we'll off, off topic though, Rico's a Rico's a really talented dude, but he's also on the clumsier side. We were coming back from Los Angeles right after we had done a podcast with one of oh, our. Oh uh, fuck! Here you go. With with a, <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with with our with our homie Andy uh, from the Mortgage Guys, we were just walking down the stairs, right? Just walking down the stairs. He falls <laughs> down, twists his it ankle. It was raining, uh, <laughs> dude. I didn't fall down, but yeah, I just. Uh, I was rocking my Cortezes, dude, yeah. feeling G as fuck, and yeah, I twisted my ankle and, and fucked up, dude. I fucked up my ankle. That ankle's used to it by now. Yeah, huh? no, that, <laughs> you, well, would think, well, you would think, you would think, right? No. Well, check this out. After I messed it up, it was sprained and never got better. Right now, it's good. Like I'm ready to go snowboarding, but it never got better. And then I went snowboarding. I think two months later, and fucked it up. Like bad, dude. Like horrible. I had to take one of those little buggy thingies that they take you on. Like yeah, oh, I feel, I feel like a fucking dweeb, embarrassing dude. man. It was embarrassing. Yeah, I'm like sitting in the back with all the kids that fell and shit, and like. Some people with actual broken legs, and I'm just sitting there. We're just kind of looking at each other, like, "Hey, what's wrong with you?" Oh, it's sprained my ankle. 
You wouldn't think that, like, and the other guy has a broken leg. Yeah, with a broken leg, looking at me like you son of a gun. Yeah, yeah based yeah. on that, you wouldn't know that he was like a champion junior, a junior champion salsa dancer, right? Oh no, stop <laughs> it, dude. Nah, no, nah, well, I was dancing right now. But Are you? Nah. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't danced also, but it's been a while, bro. But you know, obviously quarantine and all these other things. But yeah, it's been a long time since I've competed and done stuff. But hey, but uh, one yeah. of the last questions that I wanted to ask you, man, was in regards to your 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 videography, right? We talked we talked to the fact that you do lifestyle videography, but the fact that you also do product videography. Is that something that you intentionally planned out? Because one of my jobs as a marketer is to spot trends before they happen. As my, one of my other jobs as an e-commerce entrepreneur is to put those products out there. I've noticed that, and it might have been just because of quarantine, so it might have been just very, very situational, the fact that product, anything, photography, videography, any kind of promotion, it's going to it's skyrocketed, and it's going to skyrocket going forward. So product photography is not something that people usually get into. No, excuse me. Product videography is not something that people usually get into. What, what inspired? Throw. Yeah, what inspired you to get into that, man? It's very, it's it's not very common. Was it uh, the check? The check. <laughs> 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 no, well, I mean, pretty much last year when I was kind of just when I started feeling like, hey, I'm getting kind of good at this, or I'm feeling a little comfortable. I, I, I still don't feel like the confidence that you guys are giving me, but mm -hmm. but when when I started filming with other people, you know, like networking and filming with other people, uh, I noticed that. I noticed that I had to rely a lot on, on other people's talent, you know, like they had to show up. Um, and right away I noticed that oh. if, if I could take that variable away, like mm. if it was just a product, Bro, yes. then I was like, yo, this is so much easier. Oh. Uh, this is so much easier if it's just me, a product, great lighting and a little studio. Dude. I could, I could do this. I could do this much better. I feel you. Yeah. When people don't show up, fucking show up late. Ah. Yeah. I get it, bro. I understand. I understand. So I enjoyed, like, I just did a couple shots of of some products, uh, some uh, for videos, and right away I noticed this is gonna be like a lot easier. It looks a lot more elegant, and this is just like another tool to offer uh, to market myself with. Dude, and the beautiful thing about that is that products are on the rise. I don't know if you guys are noticing on your social medias or pretty much any kind of advertisement right now. Everybody has a product. Everybody is creating a product. They're launching their own CBD brand. They're launching their own diffusers. They're launching everything. Yeah. I think this quarantine got a lot of Ex people thinking of like, okay, what else? Can I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think yeah. is a beautiful thing. But I'm tired of seeing ads on my Instagram. I love it, bro. I love it. I love seeing ads. Again, but I'm tired of seeing ads on my <laughs> <laughs> on my Instagram, dude. Before it was like, if you had 10,000 followers, like you see less ads. Now it's like, fuck you. You're gonna see the ad. So yeah, but no, I I think it's a it's it's a cool thing, man. It's cool. A lot more people are are, uh, are doing that, which is opening another market. Like we were talking earlier, it's you know keeping you guys busier, bro. And 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 that's cool. That's I think where you're gonna that's uh where you're gonna define yourself really because I don't see a lot more people in, in our in our area doing what you're doing, bro. So yeah, your product shots are cool, bro. I'm tell I'm telling you, man. I've seen it. I saw one where he was at the gym. Again, it's it's little things like the swooshes, little things like the the uh, the weights clinking, little things like like the breath, like that dude. You. Oh, so I'm not I'm not I'm even not, to hype you up, bro. But yeah, you wouldn't no, be I'm here. Not, I'm not. I'm not. And I'm. I don't want to. Die. Like you said, I'm not here to hype you up. I'm not here to. I don't want it to sound like I'm brown nosing or anything like that whatsoever, bro. I just met you, but I also really, really, with all my heart, appreciate when someone, uh, uh, when someone actually has like good content, bro. Because I see a lot of people doing it incorrectly. Or I don't want to say incorrectly, but I see a lot of people doing it in a way that I wouldn't necessarily like, or that I don't necessarily think would be cool. But then I see stuff like your work, and I'm like, oh, this guy's got it right, man. Keep doing what you're doing because you're uh, you're definitely, I think, on the uh, on the on the right path when it comes to that. And I mean, your attention to details is is second to none right now, bro. I'm at hey. least in our area, man. I'm, I see it, and we yeah. see you, man. No, no, that means that means a lot. 
but yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate that, and and for sure, um, like the every when I get those ads, I just try to kind of like reverse engineer it. Same. Mm-hmm. So like you know, if you see an ad and you say you hate it, then you can kind of just pause a second and say like, well, why do I hate it? Yeah. And it works the other way. If you see an ad and you're just kind of entertained by yeah. it, and you're like, well, why did I like it? So then that's yeah. that's kind of no, like how I create something. I was like, well, no, I hear how, you. How, how how would I make? No key, bro. That's why I started following you about a year and a half ago. I started looking at your videos and I was like, yo, this captivated me. Why did it captivate me? So I started like looking at your stuff and re- reverse engineering it, bro. Just uh, yeah. want to throw that in there. Um, yeah. No, yeah. I, th- I think it's cool, bro. What you're doing is cool. And the, uh, I agree with you on the reverse engineering, but I mean, I'm, I'm not creating that kind of content right now. So again, it's not yeah. really like, like I'm not attracted to it. So I'm just like, oh, another ad, dude. I thought only YouTube had ads. <laughs> yeah, no. But yeah, that's, uh, that's cool though, man. Um, we're at that point in our podcast where we get to share with our public more about you bro so this is your time to shine bro this is kind of your 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 two seconds of let us know where we can find you uh let us know what kind of work you do um let let these people know bro if they if they want to work with you and they want to see more of your content where can we find you on on social media and uh yeah how can we get in contact with you uh on digital uh under at aesthetic underscore al mm-hmm. yeah you'll find me on on youtube uh, Instagram, Twitter, okay. uh, yeah, and that'll be a great place. I also have me have a website, okay. um, but all those links will take you to my website, aesthetical.media, and there's a form. Fill it out um, and see if we could be a good match working. I just love working with with brands and companies and just trying to see if I can like build value. Right. Yeah. So and if we're a good match, then it would be it'd be great. Uh, Hell yeah. Well, there you guys have it. Uh, Al, thank you so much for coming out, bro. Thank you so yeah. much for being here. Truly appreciate it. Um, I get really excited when I meet another creative uh, because there's a lot of things that we can relate on. And I see that there is a lot of things we can relate on. Uh, shout out to you for doing what you're, what you're doing, bro, out here in California. And uh, wishing you nothing but the best, bro. Hey, I appreciate it. Maybe in the future we could work on uh, we could work on something. Oh, we got something coming up. Oh, bro. you said yeah. it, bro. You said it. Yeah. And it's on the podcast, so everybody knows it now. Yeah, there we go. So we'll see each other again. Hell yeah. <laughs> With that being said, y'all, thank you for tuning in. Peace. Peace.